Welcome back to Empower Your English Listening Skills. Hmm, it seems like there's a lot of big sporting events right now.、Mm-hmm. Um, there's、um, World Cup. World Cup.、Um, basketball, men's, and World Cup、uh, basketball, women, and World Cup volleyball, and、uh, of course, Right now, World Cup rugby.、Mm. And, yes, I don't think there were so many when I was growing up. I only knew World Cup soccer at that time.、Mm. But now, yeah, there's so many World Cup everything. Mm. Yes.、Mm. And、uh, of course, rugby, I,、uh, maybe in your,、uh, our listeners come from many different countries,、mm. and maybe rugby is popular where you are from or not. I don't know. I think rugby was not so popular in Japan before.、ねうん、yes, I think maybe soccer and baseball、mm. were much more popular. But、um, in the last World Cup, so that is 2019, just 2019, that was held in Japan. So, yes, and so of course, just even that brought a lot of interest in rugby. But、um, what happened in the tournament was a surprise to everyone. The Japanese team did so good, and、uh, not only so good, they made it to the best eight. They didn't make it past there, but they played so exciting. They were a very exciting team. And so Japan caught rugby fever. そうだね、あのまあ、日本の試合もそうだけど、ラグビーが意外と見て面白いっていうのも分かったし、yeah. それで今回見てる人も多いんじゃないかな。I think none of us knew the rules and none of us had ever watched, but many people began to think, oh, rugby is a very interesting game.、Mm. And right now in the World Cup in Paris,、um, which is interesting as, per- as Paris will. Host the Olympics、mm. next, but France everywhere, <laughs> you're right. But、um, I think that the rugby fever is not as high as it was by the end of the tournament、mm. um, four years ago,、mm. but it's still pretty high, and most people now in Japan have a good idea of the rules, and、uh, I think people are having a good time.、Mm-hmm. And it's actually a, just a fun sport to watch、uh, <laughs> with your friends. We're enjoying watching games ourselves. <laughs> so, and last game, Japan won. So, Chile, yes. yes.、Um, of course, it was hard for Chile because it's their very first. Mm. Time in the World Cup 
That's very difficult. Yeah, so we can see that they're going to be much better than that score suggested, but they probably have a long way to go. Japan had a long road to get to where they are now, and we don't even know how they're going to do now. Yes. なんか、イギリスなに、コモンウェルスの国を応援してるよね。この間のニュージーランドがそこだったんだ。いや、いや。次はどっちを応援するのでしょうか。イングランドとかアイルランドとか。そう、前、my so, and I'm from Canada too. Mm. And so, I know last World Cup, I cheered for Japan. <laughs> but I kind of like all of those rugby teams. And I like New Zealand as well. So, I am very happy with all the different rugby teams. It's very fun to watch. あの、クリーンな感じがするから見てて楽しいというのもあるよね。うん。いや。そう、エニウェイ、ウィアーベリーマッチエンジョイドゥザグビーワールドカップ <laughs> Actually, later on in the Harry Potter books, they do have a Quidditch World Cup game, but not now. But we just uh, saw Harry's first Quidditch practice. It wasn't a team practice, just him and his coach, Oliver Wood, and they were practicing catching golf balls. I don't think that's real Quidditch, but they were practicing. So the main idea is Malfoy tricked Harry to get him kicked out of school, but somehow instead Harry ended up being、uh, able to be on the Quidditch team.、Mm-hmm. And so Harry's kind of lucky. Yes.、Mm-hmm. But the chapter is called Halloween. And so far, there's been nothing about Halloween. <laughs> But we're ready after that Quidditch practice to see what happens next, okay? Perhaps it was because he was now so busy. What with Quidditch practice three evenings a week on top of all of his homework. But Carrie,、uh, Harry could hardly believe it. When he realized that he'd already been at Hogwarts two months. The castle felt more like home than Privet Drive ever had. His lessons, too, were becoming more and more interesting now that they had mastered the basics. On Halloween morning, ah, Halloween. On Halloween morning, they woke up. To the delicious smell of baking pumpkin wafting through, wafting through the corridors. Wafting,、uh, wafting is 
um, kind of like floating along, but we only use, we mostly use it for clouds or um, good cooking smells. <laughs> and I know from my childhood, I love the smell of pumpkin pie. So, baked pumpkin, yes, I really love the smell. So, I think it maybe was partly the pumpkin and partly the spices in the pumpkin. Yes. Okay. So, the smell was wafting through the corridors. It really feels like fall.、Mm. Even better, Professor Flitwick announced. In charms that he thought they were ready to start making objects fly, something they had all been dying to try since they'd seen him make Neville's toad zoom around the classroom. Professor Flitwick put the class into pairs to practice. Harry's partner was Seamus Finnegan, which was a relief because Neville had been trying to catch his eye. I think maybe Neville is a dangerous person <laughs> to、uh, practice with. <laughs> oh, they, in Charms class, that's what the short, short Professor Flitwick teaches them. It's how to use your wand to do things.、Mm. And they are going to use their wands to make things fly. Ah, ah, I got that. Yes, okay.、Mm. So, not flying themselves,、mm. but making other things fly. Okay. Ron, however, was to be working with Hermione Granger. It was hard to tell whether Ron or Hermione was ang- angrier about this, because Ron and Hermione don't get along、mm. at all. She hadn't spoken to either of them. Since the day Harry's broomstick had arrived, because she thought that he shouldn't be able to,、mm-hmm. because he got a broomstick by doing something bad.、Ah. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Now, don't forget that nice, oh, Mr. Flitwick is talking. Now, don't forget that nice wrist movement we've been practicing, squeaked Professor Flitwick. Perched on the top of his pile of books as usual. Swish and flick. Remember? Swish and flick. <laughs>、um, if you want to think of what action is swish, if you think about Nike shoes, so, that's called the swish. So, swish and flick is what it would be like if you are. No, what's flick? Yeah, very quickly、uh, shaking. So you have to do a swish and then flick,、uh, and、uh, that will make things fly. So we'll have to try it. You have a wand, you should try it. Okay. Swish and flick. Remember, swish and flick. And saying the magic words properly is very important too. Never forget. Wizard Barafio, who said S instead of F and found himself on the floor with a buffalo on his chest. 
<laughs> That's very dangerous. I don't know what he said with F or S, but maybe because his name was Barufio, he got a buffalo uh, sitting on top of him. We don't want that. Let's be careful. It was very difficult. Harry and Seamus swished and flicked, but the feather they were supposed to be sending skyward just lay on the desktop. Seamus got so impatient that he prodded it with his wand and set fire to it. Mm -hmm. Harry had to put it out with his hat. Ron at the next table wasn't having much more luck. Wingardium Leviosa, he shouted. So those are the words, okay? Mm. He shouted, waving his long arms like a windmill. So big round circles. <laughs> so Ron is forgetting swish and flick. Mm. You're saying it wrong, Harry heard Hermione snap. It's Wingardium Leviosa. Make the gar nice and long. <laughs> you do it then, if you're so clever, Ron snarled. Hermione rolled up the sleeves of her gown, flicked her wand, and said, Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> Their feather rose off the desk Ooh. and hovered about four feet above their heads. Oh, well done, cried Professor Flit Flitwick, clapping. Everyone, see here, Miss Granger's done it. Ron was in a very bad mood <laughs> by the end of class. It's no wonder no one can stand her, he said to Harry, as they pushed their way into the crowded corridor. She's a nightmare, honestly. Someone knocked into Harry as they hurried past him. It was Hermione. Harry caught a glimpse of her face and was startled to see that she was in tears. Mm. I think she heard you. Mm. So, said Ron, but he looked a bit uncomfortable. She must have noticed she's got no friends. Hermione didn't turn up for the next class and wasn't seen all afternoon. On their way down to the Great Hall for the Halloween feast, Harry and Ron over overheard Parvati Patil telling her friend Lavender that Hermione was crying in the girls' bathroom and wanted to be left alone. Ron looked still more awkward at this, but a moment later they had entered the great hall where the Halloween decorations put Hermione out of their minds. A thousand live bats fluttered from the walls and ceilings while a thousand more swooped over the tables in low black clouds, making the candles in the pumpkins stutter. Would you like a uh, 2,000 bats flying around your uh, feast? I'm not sure I want that. <laughs> the feast appeared suddenly on the golden plates as it had at the start of term banquet. Harry was just helping himself to a baked potato 
when Professor Quirrell came sprinting into the hall, his turban askew and terror on his face. Askew means it's crooked uh, on his head. His turban is kind of like half off. Ah, magachate. Yes, okay. Everyone stared as he reached Professor Dumbledore's chair, slumped against the table, and gasped. Troll in the dungeons. Thought you ought to know. A troll? Very big, scary monster. I think originally the story of trolls comes from Norway or Sweden or something, but they were big, bad monsters. He then sank to the floor in a dead faint. There was an uproar. It took, it took several purple firecrackers exploding from the end of Professor Dumbledore's wand to bring silence. Prefects, he rumbled, lead your houses back to their dormitories immediately. Percy was in his element. To be in your element means that's the situation that you love the most. <laughs> so Harry is in his element when he's flying on a broom. Mm. Um, Percy was in his element when he's making everybody follow him. Okay. <laughs> follow me. Stick together, first years. No need to fear the troll if you follow my orders. Stay close behind me now. Make way. First year's coming through. Excuse me, I'm a prefect. <laughs> How could a troll get in? Harry asked as they climbed the stairs. Don't ask me. They're supposed to be really stupid, said Ron. Maybe Peeves let it in for a Halloween joke. They passed different groups of people hurrying in different directions. As they jostled their way through a crowd of confused Hufflepuffs, Harry suddenly grabbed Ron's arm. I've just thought, Hermione, what about her? She doesn't know about the troll. Ron bit his lip. Oh, all right, he snapped, but Percy'd better not see us. Ducking down, They joined the Hufflepuffs, going the other way. Slipped down a deserted side corridor and hurried off toward the girls' bathroom. They had just turned the corner when they heard quick footsteps behind them. Percy, hissed Ron, pulling Harry behind a large stone griffin. And we know what a griffin Mm -hmm. is. It was a animal in stories that has a bird's head and a lion's body. Mm. Oh, and the lion has wings, too. Okay. So there was a statue of a griffin, and they're hiding behind it. Mm. Peering around it, however, they saw not Percy, but Snape. He crossed the corridor and disappeared from view. What's he doing? Harry whispered. Why isn't he down in the dungeons 
with the rest of the teachers. Search me. Quietly as possible, they crept along the next corridor after Snape's fading footsteps. He's heading for the third floor, Harry said, but Ron held up his hand. Can you smell something? Harry sniffed, and a foul stench reached his nostrils. Uh, foul, in this case, F-O-U-L, means something bad. Mm. A stench is a very bad smell. Mm. A mixture of old socks and the kind of public toilet no one seems to clean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they heard it, a low grunting and the shuffling footfalls of gigantic feet. Ron pointed at the end of a passage to the left, something huge was moving toward them. They shrank into the shadows and watched as it emerged into a patch of moonlight. It was a horrible sight, 12 feet tall. So 12 feet tall would be about three meters, I think, maybe three meters tall. Its skin was a dull granite gray. Its great lumpy body, like a boulder, with his small bald head perched on top, like a coconut. It has short legs, thick as tree trunks, with flat, horny feet. The smell coming from it was incredible. It was holding a huge wooden club which dragged along the floor because its arms were so long. The troll stopped next to a doorway and peered inside. It waggled its long ears, making up its tiny mind, then slouched slowly into the room. Slouch is walking kind of with your shoulders forward and your arms down. It looks like a lazy walk. Mm. But of course, it looks really different if you're um, one and a half meters tall than if you're three meters tall. <laughs> Even a slouch looks scary. <laughs> the key's in the lock, Harry muttered. We could lock it in. Good idea, said Ron nervously. They edged toward the open door, mouths dry, praying the troll wasn't about to come out of it. With one great leap, Harry managed to grab the key, slam the door, and lock it. Yes! Flushed with their victory, they started to run back up the passage, But as they reached the corner, they heard something that made their hearts stop. A high, petrified scream. And it was coming from the chamber they just chained up. Petrified means so scared that you're kind of frozen and mm. can't move. Very, very scared. Oh no said Ron, pale as the bloody baron. 
It's the girl's bathroom, Harry gasped. Hermione, they said together. It was the last thing they wanted to do. But what choice did they have? Wheeling around, they sprinted back to the door and turned the key. Fumbling in their panic. That means they couldn't do it smoothly. (laughs) Harry pulled the door open and they ran inside. Hermione Granger was shrinking against the wall opposite, looking as if she was about to faint. The troll was advancing on her, knocking the sinks off the walls as it went. Confuse it, Harry said desperately to Ron, and seizing a tap, he threw it as hard as he could against the wall. The troll stopped a few feet from Hermione. It lumbered around. That's also kind of heavy, slow walking. It lumbered around, blinking stupidly to see what had made the noise. Its mean little eyes saw Harry. It hesitated, then made for him instead, lifting its club as it went. Oi! brain so that means your brain is as small as a pea <laughs> yes I think so they <laughs> say oi in America they would probably say hey <laughs> what would you say in, Jap- in Japan oi almost the same okay now you learn some Japanese today <laughs> Oi, pea brain, yelled Ron from the other side of the chamber, and he threw a metal pipe at it. The troll didn't even seem to notice the pipe hitting its shoulder, but it heard the yell and paused again, turning its ugly snout, that means its nose, that's kind of like a pig's nose, toward Ron instead, giving Harry time to run around it. Come on, run, run, Harry yelled at Hermione, trying to pull her toward the door, but she couldn't move. She was still flat against the wall, her mouth open with terror. The shouting and the echoes seemed to be driving the troll, the troll, berserk. Berserk means crazy, so you do all kinds of wild things. It roared again and started toward Ron, who was nearest and had no way of escape. Harry did then did something that was both very brave and very stupid. He took a great running jump and managed to fasten his arms around the troll's neck from behind. The troll couldn't feel Harry hanging there, but even a troll will notice if you stick a long bit of wood up its nose. And Harry's wand had still been in his hand when he jumped. It had gone straight up one of the troll's nostrils. (laughs) Howling with pain, the troll twisted and flailed its club. To flail means to wave 
kind of crazy. Hermione had sunk to the floor in fright. Ron pulled out his own wand, not knowing what he was going to do. He heard himself cry the first spell that came into his head. Wingardium Leviosa! <laughs> the club flew suddenly out of the troll's hand, rose high, high up into the air, turned slowly over and dropped with a sickening crack onto its owner's head. Wow, so Ron did a very good one. Yeah. The troll swayed on the spot and then fell flat on its face with a thud that made the whole room tremble. Harry got to his feet. He was shaking and out of breath. Ron was standing there with his wand still raised, staring at what he had done. It was Hermione who spoke first. Is it dead? I don't think so, said Harry. I think it's just been knocked out. He bent down and pulled his wand out of the troll's nose. It was covered in what looked like lumpy gray glue. Ah, troll boogers. He wiped it on the troll's trousers. A sudden slamming and loud footsteps made the three of them look up. They hadn't realized what a racket they had been making. To make a racket is to make big noise. Mm. But of course, someone downstairs must have heard the crashes and the trolls roars. A moment later, Professor McGonagall had come bursting into the room, closely followed by Snape, with Quirrell bringing up the rear. Quirrell took one look at the troll, let out a faint whimper, and sat quickly down on the toilet, clutching his heart. Snape bent over the troll. Professor McGonagall was looking at Ron and Harry. Harry had never seen her look so angry. Her lips were white. Hopes of winning 50 points for Gryffindor faded quickly from Harry's mind. What on earth were you thinking of? said Professor McGonagall with cold fury in her voice. Harry looked at Ron who was still standing with his wand in the air. You're lucky you weren't killed. Why aren't you in your dormitory? Snape gave Harry a swift, piercing look. Harry looked at the floor. He wished Ron would put his wand down. Then a small voice came out of the shadows. Please, Professor McGonagall, they were looking for me. Miss Granger, Hermione had managed to get to her feet at last. I went looking for the troll because I I thought I could deal with it on my own, you know, because I've read all about them. I don't think your story is very good, mm. but she's probably panicking. Yeah. Ron dropped his wand. Hermione Granger telling a downright lie to a teacher? If they hadn't found me, I'd be dead now. Harry stuck his wand up its nose, and Ron knocked it out with its own club. They didn't have time to come and fetch anyone. 
It was about to finish me off when they arrived. Harry and Ron tried to look as though this story wasn't new to them. Well, in that case, said Professor McGonagall, staring at the three of them, Miss Granger, you foolish girl, how could you think of tackling a mountain troll on your own? Hermione hung her head. Harry was speechless. Hermione was the last person to do anything against the rules, and here she was pretending she had to get them out of trouble. It was as if Snape had started handing out sweets. <laughs> Miss Granger, five points will be taken for Gryffindor for this, said Professor McGonagall. I'm very disappointed in you. If you're not hurt at all, you'd better get off to Gryffindor Tower. Students are finishing the feast in their houses. Hermione left. Professor McGonagall turned to Harry and Ron. Well, I still say you were lucky, but not many first years could have taken on a full-grown mountain troll. You each win Gryffindor five points. Professor Dumbledore will be informed of this. You may go. They hurried out of the chamber and didn't speak at all until they had climbed two floors up. It was a relief to be away from the smell of the troll, quite apart from anything else. We should have gotten more than ten points, Ron grumbled. Five, you mean, once she's taken off Hermione's. Good of her to get out of trouble like that, Ron admitted. Mind you, we did save her. She might not have needed saving if we hadn't locked the thing in with her, Harry reminded him. They had reached the portrait of the fat lady. Pig snout, they said, and entered. The common room was packed and noisy. Everyone was eating the food that had been sent up. Hermione, however, stood alone by the door, waiting for them. There was a very embarrassed pause. Then, none of them looking at each other, they all said, Thanks, and hurried off to get plates. But from that moment on, Hermione Granger became their friend. There are some things that you can't share without ending up liking each other. And knocking out a 12-foot mountain troll is one of them. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a good way to make friends. (laughs) If you want to make friends. Yes, it's a good method, I think. (laughs) So the next chapter will be chapter 11 called Quidditch. Oh, maybe we know what it's about. Okay. <laughs> well, that was a long one today, but we wanted to finish the chapter so much. And uh, thank you for listening, though. I hope you could catch a lot. Yeah, goodbye. Bye bye.